Computer, initialize Holosuite. Space, the final frontier. Let's see what's out there. There are a million things in this universe you can have, and there are a million things you can't have. It's no fun facing that, but that's the way things are. You can deny me all you want. But you cannot deny Ben Sisko. Exist. Dismissed. Let's start with expression four. Get out. Welcome to Her First Trek, a Star Trek review podcast. I am Kyle West, and the her in Her First Trek is Katie. Hello, Katie. Hello. You're very quiet. As soon as we suddenly say, let's record the podcast. It feels like there's a lot of pressure. Just talk. Normal. Leave. Normally, just either way, just make loud noise. I do, I, this is how I talk, okay, though, that's isn't fine. Normally, yeah, yeah. This is normal. This is a podcast. So the reason Katie says she feels under pressure is because as we do this, we are actually live on Twitter, mm. doing it on our Blast Shield Star Trek Lower Decks podcast account because that's got more followers. <laughs> so we're doing it on there. As I say all this, it's actually about what lunchtime. So it's one o'clock. People are probably in work. People are in work, so so far no one's tuned into our live video, but I'm expecting at least one person to click out of curiosity. It's funny because even on the other shows, like on my on the Expanse, the Star Trek Enterprise podcast, which I'm on, we do some live videos every now and then, and it's funny how like few views you get on that, but then when you see the actual hits you get for the episode downloads, it's like exponentially huge compared. So maybe we'll get one person clicking. Come on. So why are we doing it, guys? We're doing it because I'm not really sure why. I just said, why don't we live stream whilst we do the... <laughs> How is he going to answer this question? <laughs> yeah, I'm just said let's let's do a live stream I know. of the podcast. Why not? It. Why not? Yeah, why not? We're just going to do it. Do it. This might happen again in future, guys. So if you don't follow us on social media, you need to do it, and you need to go to at her first track, and that's on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Hmm. Yeah, so come follow us. Covering all the socials. We are on all the socials. Can I say socials? Does it work? Um, all the socials. So she's, I think I'm going to stick with socials. The, yeah. It just works. I can't pull off the lingo that you do. As if I pull it off. You can speak up though. As if I pull it off. You've I mean, got to scream, but you've got to talk louder than that. <laughs> you can now get like a, she's a now first whispering. hand. She's now just whispering. Insight into how frustrating this whole podcast thing is on yeah. your end. On my side, For yeah. me, because. What? For you? No, no, about me. Oh, okay, yeah. It's normally full of, uh, well, anyone watching would want to see it. It's normally me just, whilst you're talking, just like with yeah. my hand, just yeah. waving upwards to say louder, talk louder. So if louder. I ever fluctuate in a sentence, it's usually because you're like... <laughs> yeah, if anyone wonders why our audio levels sometimes sound a bit off, it's because I have to, we're on one audio track, but I have to like reduce my sound because if I try and boost yours too much, it wrecks the quality of the, of the sounds. So I have to try and lower myself to your level, but boost you a little bit. It takes a long time to edit our shows. But I'm a really quiet person. You are. I've tried to make myself quiet for you, but I don't understand. You're just a loud person. Just imagine the microphone is one of our children misbehaving. You do not want that. Well, not scream at the listeners, but that would make you loud. Teacher voice. Teacher voice. Outside voice, you used to call it. Outside voice. And then it became teacher voice once you were a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> it was just rebranded. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here to do the fifth episode of her first trek. I can't believe we're five in already. Can you believe it? No. Do you know how many track episodes that is now? Uh, 20. 
Uh, no, because... Oh, no, we did. Yeah. Spoiler, this week's episode only covers three episodes. Mm. Star Trek. Technically, actually, you're, you're more because the, the pilot episodes were feature length. Mm. So actually, I think you're on 22 altogether. That's the kind of maths that I can't be dealing with. Oh, that's the kind of maths I live for. That's what I do. Yeah, this week, we're changing up a little bit. So previously, we've done one episode of every show, uh, DS9, TNG, TOS, Voyager... Whereas this time, we are doing three episodes, and what are we discussing? What shows are we discussing, Katie? TNG and TOS. It was uh, your choice as well. Yeah. So I said to you, you can pick. I said I need at least two episodes of one of the shows, and we decided to go three episodes for this. For some reason, I feel like those two just go well together. Not together, but like I wouldn't choose we TNG. We go together. Like, like rama lama lama ding a ding a dong I don't know any more Oh, words. God, I know all the words. That's I nice. know the tune. I know every single word. I always think I'm, like, motorboating in that bit. Do you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was TMI. Too much information. Yeah. Ah, see? Why did you have to think about that? I don't talk in abbreviations, generally. Why? It's so much easier. <laughs> I know, with the thinking time TBH, involved. it is so much easier. <sighs> yeah, but the thing is, when you do, like, TBH, I stop for a minute to work out what you just said. To work out the abbreviation, and then I miss the rest of the sentence. Oh, FFS. I know that one. <laughs> That's in most of my texts I have yeah, sent. Yeah, I know. I've started to use the uh, the face palm emoji as well. I noticed. You can't really do FFS without the face palm emoji. I, I feel. I think it's too um, aggressive without it. Yeah, to seem angry, doesn't it? Yeah. Whereas the emoji softens the blow a little bit. Although you never put the emoji in text to me, so don't know what that really says about. <laughs> I don't want to soften no blow. Why are you laughing? You made... Oh, you made How that can rude. I grow if you won't let me blow? Oh, that's like my favourite line from Friends. So we've moved our rooms around. Yeah. So as we record this, actually, we're in our front room, which we don't normally record in, even though it's better for sound. Well, except for the way the setup we've got now, because we're live streaming. So I apologise to anyone for if the sound quality is a bit different to normal. As you said, we've sort of nerded up the room a little bit. Which goes well with my YouTube channel, Nerd Since 86. Uh, we've got pictures on the wall. Actually, I have some Trek pictures on the wall, guys. So her first Trek is going really well. I, ha- I now have a limited edition 7 of 9 picture on the wall. Uh, what number is my one? 809 out of 995 that were issued. Uh, we've also got Captain Pike from Discovery. Soon to be Strange New Worlds. Filming now, by the way. And we've got the crew of the Enterprise. NX-01. They're my Enterprise crew. Controversial. Is it for you, though? Aren't they no, not for me. Crew? I mean other people. Other people, yeah. Although there's loads of love for Enterprise now. Online. <laughs> Why? Because they can hate something else. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> they've, got, they've got Discovery and Picard and Lower Decks and well, Section 31 and Strange New Worlds and just their general lives to hate instead. Yeah. Rather than Enterprise. <laughs> it's easy to, to like something that you previously hated when you're in 2020 and you just have... Disdain for everything. Everything and everyone. Yeah. Uh, we have some pop figures up on the walls. I got some of my DVDs out. I say some, I mean, still dozens and dozens, but they're hanging up on the walls because I got a drill now. A proper drill. I thought I had a drill, but it turns out it was just for like doing screws and stuff. So for about six years, I've been using that to like drill into walls. Drill into proper walls, like brick, like putting house numbers on our houses and stuff. But it turns How out. Did you manage that? Well, with sheer force of my guns. Yeah. Screw guns. No, my muscle guns. No, I knew what you meant. Oh, screw guns. I get it. Oh. But then I bought, an, uh, bought a hammer drill. And holy crap, that thing's powerful. It's got force. The noise it makes. Yeah, it's a good drill, though. I get. I worry using it, though. 
I worry I'm going to like slip and go zoom straight through the wall. I thought you were going to come out the other side. I always have that worry, getting mm. pretty big and pretty powerful. Yeah, so a little bit of um, home moving, not home moving. Home... Feng shui. What does that even mean? Feng shui. It's actually like feng shui, isn't it? Ah. Uh, it's like when you... that, I thought that was like the chocolate stuff in the fountain. No. What's that's that fondue. <laughs> oh. Different language. Oh. Completely different principle. <laughs> what is the matter with you? It's easy to confuse. No. Feng no. shui with fondue. No, it's not. No? No. <laughs> it must be. I've done it. I thought you were that just asking. That doesn't mean it's easy. I thought you were just asking for a flipping chocolate fountain. No. What's fondue? Fondue yeah. is the chocolate fountain. Okay. Feng shui is when you like organize your room or your house furniture and stuff to get like the best energy from the room. You don't think a chocolate fountain would add energy? Yeah, to the room? I do. But so what would you call that then? Feng du shui du, feng shui du. I just made something new. So if you want to get your room feeling as good as possible, guys, you need to get yourself a chocolate fountain. I'd prefer a cheese fondue. A fond shui du. A cheese what? What, fondue. like a cheese, a cheese fountain? No, they do like a dip, isn't oh, it? Oh, okay. I don't know. I thought that that... I didn't even know... I've never had cheese fondue. Ugh. really would like that though. cheese with chocolate on it no I'm really confused holy then. moly what? no instead of having the melted chocolate you have melted cheese and you dip like vegetables and stuff oh, okay alright that sounds a little bit better than the cheese chocolate, and chocolate and cheese yeah well like, you can put anything with chocolate these days chilli yeah have you tried chilli chocolate though yeah so alright I'm going to put it out there that salted chocolate is disgusting I mean that's not why I have chocolate if I want something salty I'll eat something salty I like salt you know I love salt yeah like I, I'm, I'm probably going to die a lot younger because of the amount of salt I have, but oh, salted chocolate is disgusting. Yeah, salted caramel is not so bad, but still, uh, if no. I'm going to have caramel, like I don't want salt in it. I don't want it. I want sweet stuff. You know. Hmm. Some people like it's like people who have like a savory crepe though. I mean, that's, like savory that's amazing. Yeah, but we wouldn't know that if we just stuck to sweets. But originally they were. Savory oh, were they? Anyway, oh, so actually someone went. You know what would be interesting let's take the savory pancake but let's put like some nutella in it and some banana i mean so they were thinking outside the box you can't really say that anything's not amazing with nutella on it that's true i'm hitting this with nutella though yeah you can't have too much small doses i don't know how people eat like a spoonful of it no okay so let's talk about star trek okay we're talking about two episodes of TNG and one episode of TOS. That doesn't mean we've dropped DS9 and Voyager, guys. Next episode will be exclusively from those shows. So they we're just to... marry up better. Yeah, we're trying to spice it up. It's Sometimes it can be, well, as you said previously, Katie, that sometimes you just want to binge one of them. And the way mm. we were doing it previously, you couldn't watch more than one. It was like, right, we've got to watch a TNG, you've got to watch a DS9, you've got to watch Voyagers. We will sometimes still do that, but I think this allows us a bit more freedom to... Kind of enjoy it. If you're enjoying TOS, why not play the next episode? And sometimes you've got to spice up your life. Spice up your life. People of the world. Spice up your life. Every boy and every girl. Spice up your life. People of the world. Spice up your life. Ah. Ah. Wow, we are having a sing song on this on this episode. That's what we should do. A sing a sing song. It's been a long road. Do, 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 do. If anyone was listening to this for the first time, we've probably just lost them. Yeah, I know. Sorry. We've probably lost our, like, regular listeners as well. Data, what do you read over there? Malfunction. I trust. Position, Mr. LaForge. Well, sir, according to these calculations, we've not only left our own galaxy, but passed through two others, ending up on the far side of Triangulum. 
the galaxy known as M33. That's not possible. Data, what distance have we traveled? 2,700,000 light years, sir. I can't accept that. You must, sir. Our comparisons show it to be completely accurate. And I calculate that at maximum warp, sir, it would take over 300 years to get home. So our first TNG episode, Katie, is mm-hmm. episode six, where no one has gone before. Mm-hmm. And coming from trekcord.com, the summary is that the Enterprise is ordered to participate in engine tests conducted by the arrogant Kaczynski and his mysterious companion, but is soon stranded in a distant dimension where thoughts become reality. Mm. Very sci-fi-ish concept. Yeah. First thoughts on this episode? Um, oh, actually, before this, oh. you watched this one on your own. First did, one you've yeah, watched on your I own. I did, yeah. uh, you're up in the bed. You're up in the bedroom, you'd had a little night of what? Nails, bath? Pizza. Pizza. You had pizza. Did I have pizza? Uh, you did have pizza, yeah. That was a good night. Yeah, and you were just up in the bedroom watching a bit of Jean-Luc yeah. on the TV and I was doing my shift with the kids. Mm. First off then, how was the solo Trek viewing experience? I really enjoyed it. I felt like there was less pressure on me to be like... Ooh. Yeah. Ah, look it. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, yeah, it was good. It was nice, and it was nice to watch it on my own, actually. Does that mean I'm not good? You are doing no company? longer. <laughs> You've been demoted. Oh, great. I'm not needed You've for been, that either. Pizza's That's, been promoted. It's another thing I'm not needed for in Katie's life now. <gasps> something else she can do on her own. Always looking for ways. <laughs> I love how awkward you get when I make any innuendo. I know, because I don't know who's listening. <laughs> Oh, my dad. Sorry, guys. Probably my mum every now and then. Also, I'm mid-30s and you're you're 31, so it doesn't really matter to us whether or not our parents are listening. No, I just still don't want to do that, though. You know how some couples are really, like, all over each other in front of their parents? Yeah, I know them. It's awkward. It is, yeah. Imagine Harrison or Eliza doing that. I'd be Uh, like, guys, keep it to yourselves. Yeah, cut it out, kids. Get a room. Oh, shit. You have one upstairs. Don't shut that door. Oh, God, no. We'll have a rule in place for that. Yeah, so what did you think of the episode? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. First of all, I didn't really know where it was going. Yeah, it's a slow one. It starts yeah, slow. Yeah, it was a slow burner. But immediately, I, to be honest, I didn't think that the extra dimensional being was going to be the bad one. I thought it was the... K- K- Kaczynski? Kaczynski. Natasha Kaczynski. What? <laughs> What's her name? It's not Natasha. It no, a... no, no, I know that. I'm, I'm making a joke. Oh. Never mind. What was it the was joke? Just, you know that person that Bill Clinton was with? Oh, got Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky. Who's Natasha Kaplinsky? No one. <laughs> no, she is. She's, she's not. A... She's not anyone. <laughs> she's not. I think she's like a newsreader or something. Anyway. Oh, so hang on now. We've gone from... First off, she's a Starfleet officer. Then she was giving Bill Clinton blowjobs. And actually, no, she's a newsreader. This this woman gets around through time and, and, she's been busy. and jobs. She has been busy. Uh, no, okay. Is that not a modern day woman, though? Yeah. I mean, good on you, Multitasking... Though. Capable of many different things. That's always been women. It's just no one's. Was it Natasha Kaplinsky? Kaplinsky. Kaplinsky. I think so. Okay. Bless her. Anyway, I thought Kaplinsky. Kaczynski. Kaczynski. I don't understand how this is so hard. <laughs> I'm going to double check now his name. Oh, it's Kaczynski. 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 Right, it's, you can I get this right. He was, <laughs> I thought he was the bad guy. Right. Uh, but it turns out he just really did not know what was happening. 
So that was a bit of a surprise, but it was quite a slow burn. I tell you what, it's a real surprise to me because, confession, I fell asleep watching this. Oh, come on. Last night. And so I hadn't realised that the traveller was the bad guy in the episode. He wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> oh, right, okay. He wasn't necessarily He was using bad. them to get himself. Yeah, he was using yeah. them to get where he needed to go, but it wasn't that he needed to go anywhere in particular, but his reason for existing is travelling. He wasn't trying to, like, hurt them or get them into trouble or anything, which I thought was sweet. And, like shows us that we have a really limited understanding because obviously, immediately, they know they're however many light years from home because of him. Yeah. And they're angry, but they didn't understand that he didn't do it on purpose. And they get back. I, I should really sort of expand on the whole point that I fell asleep. So I had to watch this one on my own because you'd watched it on your own. Mm. I tried to watch this last night, but I, I played a bit too much FIFA 21 before. So I didn't actually put this episode on until about 10 past midnight. And then I was watching it and I fell asleep about two thirds away in. So I gen- genuinely, all I had was Kaczynski was a dick. Something going on with the traveller, but he liked Wesley. Yeah, they got stranded. What was it? Like they said 300 years, which doesn't quite work with how far away they were to get back. But I suddenly opened my eyes again and there was a wall of fire. And Jean-Luc was going, just think about anything but that or something. And then the fire went and then Picard just kind of nodded and walked through. And I was like, what the fuck has happened? I actually don't remember that. I was going to rewind and find out, but I kind of liked the mystery. And then I feel like I might have just fallen asleep again. Did you just fill in the gaps of, like, in your memory of what... It's like a night out, and you can remember certain bits, or someone's telling you certain bits, and you're like, I don't remember that. Then you try to think, oh, when did that happen? It must have happened. How did that get to that? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm going to confess I fell asleep. Not because I wasn't enjoying the episode, because I was. There's actually something quite relaxing about... Because I had my earphones in. There's something quite relaxing about hearing, like, the humming of the ship in your in your, your like your headset when you're mm-hmm. in the night and you're in bed because you can't really hear it always on the TV but they've always got that. And Picard has such sultry tones. Oh, well, this is it. You know, Jean Luc put me to sleep in a good way. Hmm. But no, I uh, I enjoyed what I saw. I mean, Wes. I remember when you first watched it, you said to me, "I had no idea Wesley was so important." Yeah, yeah. So how are you finding Wesley? Because you're a big Will Wheaton fan. I'm, <laughs> I am. Because a big Bang um, theory. Yeah, I like I like him, and I think it's it's nice that. He's getting recognised for obviously being super smart and everything. And I thought Picard was a little harsh to him at first. Well, Picard is a dick to him. But it's nice that he's come around a little bit. Only because he wants a piece of Beverly's ass. Yeah, I mean, that tension is too much to bear. I always think of that scene from the second episode when mm. they were under the influence. Beverly! That voice. Oh my God, that voice. We must wonderful. give in to our desires. That wasn't his lines, but I mean, that was the worst acting I've ever seen from Patrick. Yeah, too. terrible. But hilarious Terrible. at the same time. So you're a fan of this episode then? Yeah, I liked all the um, the things that were going on as well. You yeah. know, like all the uh, hallucinations sort of thing. But they weren't even like proper hallucinations, you know? I did think though that Riker and... Notice they said chi- the chief engineer guy. He called, them, called him one of their chief engineers. Mm. So we haven't met a chief engineer on the ship yet. We will. Oh. Maybe you've already met them, Katie. Do, 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 do. Uh, but yeah, we haven't really uh, seen seen anyone in that role so I thought it was interesting but I thought that that chief engineer and Riker especially were really dickish I know Kaczynski's attitude was bringing it on but particularly in the first scene in engineering they were they were just complete wankers towards him I thought mm. I was like this guy he's one of your colleagues ultimately he's one of you know he's one of your peers and you're being really rude to him it was very unprofessional but also that guy was just a complete I mean they couldn't have cast a better actor for it he made me hate humans more than I mm. already do if 2020 was a year... Sorry. It is a year. 
If 2020 was a person, it'd be Kaczynski. Actually, no, I didn't take that. If every troll on the internet could, like the haters of Trek, could be just merged into one, they'd be Kaczynski. Kaczynski is the Trek hater. You don't really see them. You don't engage with Trek fandom, do you? So you don't see these dickheads. I'm glad, really. Yeah, it would ruin it for you. I've got no time for that. It would ruin it for you. These, these people are really, got no really... time for the negativity, you guys. No time. A mere change of direction hardly justifies mutiny. Exactly what do you believe you're sensing from him? It's just the feeling that... Well, that he's closed part of his mind to me. I just feel that the captain has become... Perhaps dangerous. If he's dangerous. If. Then he'd have to be relieved of command. Which you could do, Doctor, but it's beaucoup trouble if you're wrong. And at the moment, it is all pure speculation. He has done nothing to subject the Enterprise to danger. I'd need a medical log citing clear evidence of incapacity. You could do it without that problem. Only if all command officers agreed it was vital to do so. But he has not been showing any overt, unusual behavior. Ultimately, I believe he will. Okay, so the second episode that we watched, TNG, was Lonely Among Us. We did watch this as a duo. Quick summary is that the Enterprise is transporting two parties of rival alien races to a peace summit when it encounters a consciousness which is trying to escape the ship to return to its home. This is an interesting episode. Uh, the whole alien species rivals, that barely made up any part of the episode, though. It was like a... It wasn't even a B plot. That, I know. That was... I it was, was like expecting C it to be slash like... C slash D slash E plot. Really important, but it did not seem to be. They hated each other, though. They really the did. The snake ones, I like, didn't want to be anywhere near. And they could, like, smell them and stuff, and they were like, yeah. ew, you smell. We want to be upwind, doesn't it? Or was it yeah, downwind, they said? Yeah. yeah, so they wanted to make sure that they wouldn't you have to smell. You have cooties. Yeah. The makeup was very alien on those. They're proper, like, full mm. head prosthetics, which is cool. good, I think. There's less of that as the shows go on, though. Why? I guess it's more costly. Well, yeah. You'll see it on Voyager. In Voyager, everyone just has a, forehead, a different forehead. <laughs> the... I mean, forehead is easy to manipulate. Yeah. It's just lazy as well. Yeah. With the makeup. But the main part was about this consciousness that I think, was it they passed through a nebula? I can't remember, but Worf's the first one to get inhabited by, isn't it? It's taken over people and Worf's unconscious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you're so surprised because we watched this about a week and a half ago. I know. I was just thinking, I was just panicking. <laughs> so I was like, I don't remember. But I do. I do remember. Yeah, Worf was unconscious. They didn't understand it. And then it passed into Beverly and then it went into the computer and then it went. Oh, it killed a guy and then he went into Jean Did it kill him? Yeah, it killed that guy, didn't it? Did it? In engineering? Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. And that was a really brutal shot, like upwards of his face. Oh, yeah, it was a really horrible shot. Horrible. As Wolf was coming down, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was, um, so it did kill. And then it had this plan once it was in Picard that they could go back and could become a new being altogether because it was going to put Picard's body in the nebula. I guess the annoying thing about that is that the plan didn't work for the alien, but we didn't see see any of it they beamed off the ship and then we just found out oh Jean-Luc's there it didn't work the plan and come back home now we're going to go off to our next adventure I mean it was quite a good story but they didn't actually need to do an awful lot for it did they there was no like special effects nope. or anything like that no it was just like just act a little bit different I liked when um, Riker and Crusher were coming up with a plan because they were going to have to take control of the ship because they realised that this thing must be in 
Picard after they realised that this thing was going from body to body. And then they try to do that to invoke the sort of con- uh, whatever the r- rules are that mean the doctor and then the first officer can take control from the captain. And Picard just literally gaslighted them almost into yeah. thinking they were the problem. Yeah. And so, so he just wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to go along with it. Why does that rule exist if the captain can just be like, no, I think you're, <laughs> I think you're being unreasonable. And as such, you're off duty. <laughs> like, what's the I rule believe you. Yeah, I don't think it works. Surely this shouldn't work that way. No. That was really weird. I found it really weird how they were quite willing to step back as well. Yeah, like, like oh, he got us there. They were like, oh, fair play. Touche. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Touche. <laughs> Touche, Jean-Luc. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you've won the battle. <laughs> but they weren't even like, the war's still on. They were like, okay, yeah. bye. Yeah, it's done. You're fine. You, you do you. We're going to go. They just backed off out the room. And then he was like, yeah. And they just carried on looking out the window. Isn't it totally weird how ultimately Picard's consciousness was in the nebula with that alien when it went back to it? But his body was just gone. But they ended up remembering it was in the transported matrix, like the mm. configuration for it. God, I wonder, like, with his body being in there for a while, he must have felt really tingly. What do you mean? I imagine when you go through the transport, you get like pins and needles. I don't know why. I've got pins and needles right now in my uh, my left thigh. That's because it's transporting to... Yeah. Where do you want to send your left thigh? Bed. <laughs> what, <laughs> but the rest of you is just yeah. going to carry on as normal? As long as a part of me gets to rest in bed, that's fine. You could send one bit at a time. Yeah. But take other bits back. So be my other leg, and yeah. So I'm 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 in a constant state of regeneration. But don't you think it would be much harder to do daily life things with just the one leg? Yeah, but the no, you've got you still got your calf, have you? Yeah. So it's like on Discovery, you know, they got the nacelles now that aren't joined to the ship. Yes. And they're just they got the programmable mat that keeps them separate. My my calf would be like that, so Ah. I wouldn't have my thigh. But my calf and my foot and everything would still be linked to my Will it hurt body. if I poke you in your phantom? Oh, no, because it's not there. Oh. I mean, the idea of walking upstairs and just seeing this random thigh Space. that's seemingly like... That's the ultimate thigh gap. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That is thigh gap. The ultimate thigh gap. You're right. That sounds dirty. The ultimate thigh gap. Yeah. Anyway, I imagine that he's like really tingly. And if he's been in there for however long... He's in there for a while. His body, yeah. He must be, like, really on fire. I don't really know how it works. I think it's meant to be their pattern is in there. But then, the organic matter. So where the hell is the organic matter gone? I really, I don't know. If I overthink it, I realise that I hate sci-fi, so I try not to... <laughs> All I can imagine is that it's been broken down into, like, individual atoms. But yeah, then, that, is true. that still takes up space somewhere. So, where? where? I don't know. If it's anything like my laptop as well, the memory fills up all the time. Mm. Just start deleting stuff. And I also think that, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of error with computers. There's a lot of human error as well. But how does a computer put a human back together with all their atoms in the right place? One of my atoms is going to be off. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm going to feel weird for it. Would you, though? It'd be so small. Would you even know it wasn't there? I don't know. How does it put your toes back the right way and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. I could do with some stuff getting rid of, though. When do you, you beat me I'll out, do... can you do me a favour? <laughs> just take a couple of pounds off. Yeah, just look through Just look through my body scan and can you just uh, move this inwards a little yeah. bit? Ooh, stick those out a bit more, both of those. Lift them up as well. 
It's like when we were talking about transporter Tetris. I too could look like seven of nine. You could look like seven of nine, yeah. <laughs> Just gotta go in the transporter one time. Yeah. I mean, it might take a couple of goes to get it absolutely right, but... Oh yeah, it's like, it'll be a mistake. It's like when you do a Photoshop, you save it, you go to upload it, and you realise there's still one thing wrong in it, you have to go mm. back and fix it. I thought it was a good episode, the whole body takeover thing. I thought everyone was a good knit. Saw a bit of Crusher. Worf. Why was Worf unconscious with this thing? But I think they say it's because the Klingons were a bit more challenging than they, they thought. Because yeah. everyone else was fine. Maybe Worf looked like a bit of a wimp. I'm not feeling him right now. What, Worf? Yeah. No, Worf is not good at this point on the show. Is he good at later point? Yeah. You don't like Worf? No, but you say that like I'm supposed to know. I obviously don't know. Well, on DS9, Worf is awesome. Oops. Spider. I was just going to say, he's not on DS9. Oh, well, I'm just giving you a spoiler. Oh, come on. Okay. All right. Well, it's amazing we've done even four episodes before this where I haven't spoiled other stuff. You'll forget this anyway. Yeah. Because the funny thing is that you've watched the DS9 with Worf in. Really? When he joins them and you've forgotten it. So I'm not I'm not too concerned about this spoiler sticking with you. <laughs> you've watched The Way of the Warrior. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> no, no. I knew you weren't paying attention. You just put it on, let me put it on the TV too. Keep me Shut happy, I think. Yeah. Great episodes, by the way. Can't wait for that. Yeah, Worf isn't good right now. His makeup's bad. Everything's bad. That's funny, guy bad. says. His head looks like a fanny. I have to take him back. Inside myself. I can't survive without him. I don't want to take him back. He's like an animal. A thoughtless, brutal animal. And yet it's me. Me. different than anyone else. We all have our darker side. We need it. It's half of what we are. It's not really ugly. It's human. Human? Yes, human. A lot of what he is makes you the man you are. God forbid I should have to agree with Spot, but he was right. Without the negative side, you wouldn't be the captain. You couldn't be, and you know it. Your strength of command lies mostly in him. Now let's talk about TOS. We watched one episode called The Enemy Within. Harrison's seen this episode before. Really? Yeah, I watched this with him. You can imagine which character he then decided to role play as all the time. Evil Kirk. Yeah. (laughs) So in this episode, which apparently was the fifth episode they made, didn't air in that order, a transporter accident. Oh, you'll get used to these in Star Trek, by the way. A transporter accident splits Kirk into two separate beings. One good and one evil. Whilst the evil half of the captain runs riot on the ship committing violent acts, the good Kirk is weakening and finds himself unable to make command decisions. Scotty has a solution in mind, but there's no guarantee the captain will survive. Now that summary, I think that sounds like a fantastic episode. Mm. It sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. If someone pitched me that, I was Gene Roddenberry, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, we're doing it. And I want to I see a dog in an alien costume. And a near rape scene. And a near rape scene that is really uncomfortable to watch. Super uncomfortable. And is kind of downplayed. Yeah. Okay, actually, we're going to talk about this now because I had never truly, until I watched it with you, and bear in mind I watched this episode a couple of times uh, last year with Harrison, it never truly occurred to me that at the end, let me go, let me go back, the rape scene, they probably covered it as much as they could for 60s TV, the attempted rape. And this is of evil Kirk trying to force himself on Janice Rand. And she then obviously tells security and everything. Good Kirk's getting questioned. He's clueless. He doesn't understand. And she won't even look at him. But she realises at the end that it wasn't him. It was this evil version. I'm on the bridge. And basically, she is made to... She's written to apologise to Kirk for the mistaken identity. Bearing in mind that it looked exactly like him, but 
she was the victim who then had to apologise to the man for speaking up about what happened to her. That side of it, I found that quite distressing. I know everything is a product of its time and you've got to forgive certain things. Well, do you? I mean, well, that's another argument altogether. But that whole thing was very uncomfortable. Not only because of what, how aggressive he actually was towards her without some kind of warning oh, in the... for us beforehand. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, and like you said, for the end, there was no sort of resolution. And even when they're talking to her about it, they like ask her what's going on and then they're like, okay, thanks, you can go now. And it's like, no, no, yeah. you, you, you need some aftercare for this person who's just been through something horrific. It doesn't matter at this point what's going on with Kirk. You need to look after this member of staff who goes through a lot. Like, I know we were joking about this. Charlie X was trying to... Yeah, she has so many problems with men yeah. on this show. And it's it's a bit sick. I know she's not a real person. She's a character. But I just feel really sorry for her. Yeah. The way they were trying to portray this evil Kirk. Like, he's just the bad side. Yeah, any I good. get that. I, you know, like, when you look through human history of how men used to behave and stuff. Mm. Like, that seems very realistic. I'd forgotten about the one you mentioned then about when Spock's like, all right, you can you can yeah, go now. And it's like, wow, she's just talked about shook up, thought she was going to be raped. And, and at this point, not. they've got someone else in the med bay. Someone else being on the looked other side. after. Yeah. And it's like, and the whole idea, she needs it was, to be looked after. It was three men stood up over her while she sat down and then they're disbelieving her story. I mean, the problem is, I don't think the writers, producers, everything, I don't think they set out. To make no. it look, I I don't think they realised then how that looks. The three men stood over her, disbelieving the story, or at the end when actually it's meant to be about like she's just apologising that she didn't believe him about the that it wasn't him. But I don't think she ever really made out that she didn't. I don't she think was probably that, just confused because like as you would. But be. did she need to apologise for that? No. Anyway? Kirk didn't apologise to her the, for the his bad side of him. Tried to do it, and also they don't believe her until that guy sees it. When, when he says it, it's fine. What if another woman had said it? Yeah, it's hard. The more, yeah, the more we talk about it, it's hard to really Forgive explain it. what they were trying to achieve. It makes it sound like I didn't enjoy the episode. Though. I did. I really enjoyed no, it. No, I did as well. I remember I joked to you about having the three men stood over while she's mm. talking. I think it was the last bit though, and when she apologised and stuff, and I turned to you and I was like, "Wow, that's a bit problematic." They just had the, the victim apologise to the, the man afterwards. I've never seen the episode that way before, and it, yeah, it's not good. If you didn't have the last bit on it. I don't think it'd be such a problem. No. And the aftercare thing, okay, yeah, I get that. The thing is, a lot of men involved in this production, and in the 60s, I don't think men even thought about that stuff. No, probably not. No, probably in not. In truth. And I, I guess, like I did say, it's just a product of its time, which is sad anyway, but you've got to kind of see it in the time that it was made rather than, mm. like, nothing like that would be made now, because that would be shut the fuck down. I think nowadays as well, you wouldn't see a lead character do that who's meant to be the hero normally because they would worry that you couldn't wash the image away so whilst yeah. we know it's because this yeah. happens you've not seen it yet but on Buffy this happens with a big popular character on Buffy who who does that and a lot of people could never forgive the character after it mm. um, very similar thing an attempted thing but couldn't forgive the character because they could still see the character it was that character who did it I guess with Kirk the way around it is that it wasn't Kirk it was this pure just angry version of him but the thing is though like i at this point don't know kirk well enough to go okay i can separate the two characters mm. at the moment all i'm seeing is this like highly sexualized have we seen that yet though no but like he, His do, he does he come has. across that way yeah. and yeah he has got a reputation even for people who don't watch star trek 
So at the moment, I'm not able to separate those two things. And all I can see is that Janice seems to be a constant victim mm. in whatever's going wrong. And that is not great. I don't think he's on the show for much longer, though. Well, good at least for that her. Get the hell out of there. Yeah, Janice needs to leave the ship yeah, and uh, go. start fresh somewhere. Yeah, start a new life. But yeah, it is problematic saying that because they try to suggest there's something between them. Mm. unspoken because they say that don't they but now let's do it and it's an attempted rape it's kind of like saying that what the only thing stopping Kirk from sexually assaulting this woman is is his decency yeah he should just be able to take what he wants otherwise yeah it's kind of and when he comes in he's not really aggressive straight away he's like we we know there's something between us and she doesn't say anything Mm. she she doesn't go yeah you're right there is something between us but we can't act on it because of our positions or whatever she doesn't say anything so at that point that's when it becomes uncomfortable. Mm. Because if she had said, yes, you no, you are right. Like, there is something between us. But she doesn't get a say in that. She doesn't say anything. And that's when he gets angry and attacks her. And she's quite quiet through the whole thing. And I don't like that. I didn't see our conversation going this way for this episode. I know, me neither. Me neither. Let's change it. Okay. I don't think we've disregarded the topic. I think we've spoken about it. Yeah. Uh, we've drawn attention to it, I think. So I don't think I don't think it's wrong for us to say, oh, let's move. We're not, we're not ignoring... Something that happened in there. Let's talk about the stuff that you were... Because people won't believe it from this part of what we've talked about so far, but you were laughing. I know, I did. Yeah, you know, super uncomfortable attempted rape scene aside, the episode was quite funny. Yeah, I mean, you were laughing at Kirk's... Oh, his facial reactions are just... His evil stuff. Not not the good Kirk. Bomb. It was the the evil Kirk that was... (laughs) He had, like, more eyeliner on and more makeup and the dramatic snarls and oh, the, the first one the first one when he beamed up but his back was to the camera and just then, before the credits and then when he yeah when he turns his head and it's just like close to his face oh man i remember i think your hand went to your mouth and you yeah. were just like oh my god <laughs> it was so bad but as i said to you when we were watching it it's cheesy but yeah, I, it's um... but it's right because he was he was playing him like a caveman you know before we yeah, had any real decency and imagine if you just full of nothing but but rage and uh, and anger and everything else that makes you evil, you kind of would be over the top because he was out of control. He was sweating. He was. Yeah, I get it. But it does just look funny to watch. It Combined was with the sixties production values, it was like, <laughs> yeah, like you, there was like five or six times where you were laughing Honestly, quietly, belly or laughing, not in like a I'm making fun of it kind of way, just in a like, wow, that's that's something. Do you like the the idea of the episode though? This like that you can't actually exist without. Yeah, actually, it had a really good message which is so ridiculous i think this um, might be why the stuff we discussed with the se- the attempted sexual assault gets kind of yeah lost amongst the episode is because actually there was a lot of interesting things being discussed and i did say to you didn't i yes when we were watching it that if they made that again now that would be an amazing amazing piece of tv i think like if they remade something similar on like discovery mm. or Picard or something because it does have a good message to it and it's quite ahead of its time i guess but yeah, the uh, production thing with the overacting and the everything, that was hilarious. We'd had a bit of a break between watching. So you were, in the last episode, you were really in the swing of things with TOS. Mm. But not so much now. Yeah. So I guess you kind of need to get yourself re-climate, what's the word? Um, Acclimatised. Yeah, to it again. So, But you enjoyed the episode though, yeah? Yeah, I did. Yeah? I did. Um, okay, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So next week, we're going to be talking Voyager. I think The Cloud is next on our hit list for that. Uh, We're going to have some DS9. We're going to mix things up. 
And uh, I say next week, sorry, in two weeks. I forget that we release these every two weeks. Uh, if anyone wants to know which episodes Katie preferred, her ranking order, uh, you can sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash nerdsince86, which is my entertainment channel that I have. And subscribers there will get access to Katie's uh, revelations of which episodes she preferred over the other. So it's like a epilogue to the show. Ranker. Ranker. <laughs> Ranker. Ranker. Katie's Ranker. Katie's a Ranker. Katie's a Ranker. <laughs> Hosted by Katie Harbin and myself, Kyle West, her first Trek, a Star Trek review podcast, is produced by nerdsince86.com and is part of the holosuitemedia.com podcast network. If you would like extra content from us, including early access to her first Trek episodes, our Patreon-exclusive Her First Trek After Show, where we rank the episodes we've discussed each show, early access to Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast episodes, and much, much more, you can become a valued supporter of our show by signing up to our Patreon. Visit patreon.com forward slash nerdsince86 for more details. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from Her First Trek, be sure to follow at Her First Trek on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. To join the holosuitemedia.com community discussion group, simply type the Nexus, Holosuite Media's listeners community, into the Facebook search bar. Thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Vedic Assembly, a Deep Space Nine podcast. Uh, because of the expanse, like if you, mm-hmm. were, if you were trying to portray a, a species like that in Star Trek, you were like, oh, they're just doing the Belters from the expanse. Yes, well, and actually, they did it better in The Expanse than they did in Star Trek. Because they actually hired really, really lanky tall people to play them. Mm -hmm. They can't do, practically, what the Belters would really look like according to the books, but they Mm. did as close as they possibly could, and it still works for me. And it's a much more interesting origin and story, and they just did everything better. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. When Mariner realises that these characters behave exactly how they, how their normal counterparts do, she quickly rewrites it into a movie and adds in some set pieces, as she says, and things like that. She basically is going to plan to kill her mum painfully and horribly in a holodeck really to help her. just her mum? Everyone, yeah. To help her get over her, her issues. I guess. It seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. Um, so we jump to the ready room, and even though they're likely alone in there, the aspect ratio has them, like, basically oh standing gosh, inside like, of each other. <laughs> why are they so close and whispering in the ready room? It's like, I think there's no one on else ship. is in there. The doors are closed. You don't have to be right on top of each other, folks. I think they literally were just like had a three-way and then came out of it. It's like, now we've got to talk business. Because <laughs> you know, as they're speaking, their bodies are pressed up against one another. <laughs> Except pretty much. It was just really weird to watch. Computer, deactivate Holosuite. Shh.